Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the undefeated University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, they found the show. That's awesome. Do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 670 subscribers. That's awesome. I had like three from yesterday. I was like 668 and I have a 670. Let's try to keep that rolling. Try to get to 700 as fast as we can. All right, so I titled the show, Zach Taylor Believes in This Team's Culture and Leadership. Do you? Now, my question is, I kind of want to roll back into what I was talking about yesterday when I did the recorded show, um, that Zach Taylor is kind of like the coach from the movie Hoosiers. And for all you younger viewers, if you've never seen Hoosiers, you need to go watch it. It's a great sports movie. Anyway, I'm stealing this from Lance McAllister. He brought this up uh, earlier this week. And I think it's a good analogy for where Zach is at and what he's trying to do because the complaining that you're hearing from are from the guys you might want to say are Marvel Lewis guys, guys who have been here, you know, guys who are playing and, you know, been big parts of, you know, playoff teams. No, we didn't want a game. We didn't want a playoff game, but they're part of it. Anyway, so the story goes, you know, got a new coach coming in to Indiana. He's got a rule. You pass the ball five times before you shoot. And he's drilled that in their head. You know, he wants them to do that. So one of the players finally gets sick of it because all the dads and everybody cried, like yelling at him, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. So he finds like, all right, screw it. And he starts shooting the ball and he's nailing everything. And their fans are going nuts. They're like, yeah, this is great. Woo. So all of a sudden, uh, the coach goes, calls timeout, goes, sit down. I goes, what? He goes, sit down. So the coach, he went and sat down. He sat on the bench and he looked at the player and goes, how many passes did I say? Five. Five. Right. So he sat him down. So anyway, then the they only got five players on the team. <laughs> Actually, I got six. So you got five players on the court. One of them fouls out. So they got four. So the other guy who was, you know, not doing what the coach said, it's like, oh, okay, I get to play. Runs, starts taking his warm-ups off. And and uh Gene Happen goes, Where are you going? I'm going back to the game. Game coach. He goes, No, you're not. Sit down. He's like, but we need five. He goes, sit down. The ref comes over. He goes, sits down. The ref comes over. Hey, coach, you need five. He goes, my team's out there. And everybody goes crazy. Boo! But from that on, now this is a true story. It's a true movie. From that point on, I mean, he also had to add Jimmy Chitwood. That's another part of the story. But you got to go watch the movie. But from that point on, they started listening to him and doing what he said. Now, I'm bringing that to Zach Taylor. He, if you don't think his job is on the line, well, okay. I know it's Mike Brown and we've had so many coaches stay here for so long, but it's different this time, I think. And that's why the off season was so different. They're trying to get a new stadium deal, not a brand new stadium. From what I've been told, they just want to, you know, keep the stadium upgraded and, you know, maintained and stuff like that. That's one of the reasons I think they spent so much money in the off season, which they've never done before because they want that stadium deal. And I really do think if Zach Taylor does not win more than three games or four games or whatever it is this year, he will be gone because I don't think uh, Mike Brown is going to sit there and wait for it to get to happen, to get better. Cause last time I knew we got 12,000 fans allowed in the stadium for this week's game. Last time I knew which a couple of days ago, there were still tickets available. So the fan base is still not happy with what's going on. So my point is, don't you think if Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins, if, Zach actually really thought that they could help and save his job. Don't you think that he'd be playing them? Because another disgruntled guy, AJ Green, who quote unquote said, trade me the week before played and had like 96 yards. So it's not a matter of complaining or anything. It's a matter of doing your job, doing what Zach wants you to do and is coaching you to do. And I mean, honestly, maybe Carlos and Gino's, Time has passed. Now, you can't really get mad at Gino too much because he did have a shoulder injury, but 
the thing is, like, how bad was that shoulder injury? I mean, <laughs> we didn't even – you never hear any details about it. They didn't play any games. There was no preseason games. They barely practiced. So how did he hurt it? You know, that's what I'm kind of that's one thing that always kind of boggles my mind. How, why, and how was it so bad? So anyway, that was my little two cent rant that I talked on yesterday's show, and I thought I'd bring it back up so we could actually talk about it live right now. Now this is kind of cool. Twenty years ago today, October twenty second, two thousand. Do you remember where you were at? I do. I was listening to this game. And I was watching other NFL games because the game wasn't <laughs> sold out back then, and they blacked us out. And I didn't buy—I t- didn't buy a ticket to it. But Corey Dillon breaks sweetness. Sweetness is record. Sweetness is Walter Payton of the Chicago Chicago, uh, Chicago Bears. Man, I can't talk. Walter Payton of the Chicago Bears, single game rushing record with 278 yards versus the Denver Broncos. That was an unbelievable game because. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, actually, that was 2000. So Broncos were the Super Bowl champs that year. Yeah, they won it back-to-back years. Or no, no, excuse me, a, a year removed from that. They won 97, 98. Um, but they weren't that long or weren't that far away from a Super Bowl team. So that was a pretty good team that the Bengals and Corey Dillon just completely ran over. So that's kind of cool thing to happen in Bengals history today. Now, we all keep worrying rightly so about the offensive line but the interesting thing we all keep talking about bobby hart and the right guard and what are we going to do and everything and we keep saying you know jonah jonah's fine jonah's doing good well jonah's actually doing better than i think he's getting credit for now i got this from bengals.com bengals left tackle jonah williams whose first six games in the nfl have been lost in the swirl of the Bengals rookie QB, Joe freaking Burrow. Record-breaking season. Now, by the way, Joey's had four, four 300-yard games now. So you can take that and smoke it to all you guys like Sherbert or Herbert or whatever the hell his name is out there in L.A. <laughs> now, it is quietly developing into a splendid obscurity during the season for Williams. Now, that would have put him in a spot to be on the NFL's all-rookie team as well as he's been playing if such a ballot was included for first-year players. Now, he's technically a rookie, but he's technically not because, you know, he didn't play at all last year. But he's having a great year. Well, I won't say great. A very good year. I mean, because he's getting some very high praises from two of the greatest tackles the Bengals have ever had. Two guys for sure are watching Williams, like I said, two of the best ta- tackles ever. You have Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz, in my opinion, the greatest left ta- tackle who ever lived. And then you have Willie Anderson, one of the greatest right tackles and should be in the Hall of Fame. I posted all this on the Facebook page, Sports with Strawberry Ice and Bengals Nation, so you can see their comments and what they had to say. But the thing is, I want to get to Willie, and where I said that he should be a Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, he's going to be Bengalized. And we always say Bengalized as, you know, you come here and you play bad or you were a good player somewhere else and or you're a good coach somewhere else or something. The Bengals get you. And like like everybody's saying about Joe Burrow, he's going to get here and become Bengalized. Well, that hasn't happened. And Willie Anderson, he's becoming getting Bengalized as far as the Hall of Fame goes. This man should be in the Hall of Fame. Anthony Munoz is the only Hall of Famer that the Cincinnati Bengals have. That is ridiculous. And I've said this in past shows. I think a lot of it has to do with the Bengals not honoring their past players, not honoring the guys, not having a ring of honor, a Hall of Fame, or not barely even bringing them back, you know, to remember like, when was the last time the 1988 Super Bowl team ever came back and they had a reunion for that? You know, I mean, Corey Dillon, like I said, 20 years ago today. So I don't know, this weekend, maybe bring Corey Dillon back and say, hey, you know, on October 22nd, 2000, Corey Dillon broke the single season rushing or yeah, single game rushing record. That might be something to, you know, remember or, you know, talk about, but they don't ever do that. I don't know why. I wish they would. That would be something that would be nice for the Bengals to do. And I would think it would help 
keeping their old players in the spotlight, you know, and, you know, just keeping their name out there. Cause I mean, I, like we said, uh, Isaac Curtis should be in a play or in the hall of fame. Ken Riley. This is still, I'm going to bang this drum. He is still fifth or sixth all time in interceptions in the NFL all time. That's pretty good. Everybody else in front of him in the hall of fame. Why isn't Ken Riley in the hall of fame? Those are things that I think the Bengals have missed out on opportunities. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers started in 1976. They have a ring of honor. Bengals started in 68. We should have a ring of honor. Just saying. All right, we got some Reds news today. Now, interesting thing is the Reds team this year, I don't think was ever really known for its defense, you know, and they weren't designed for that. But we got two guys up for the gold glove and Tucker Barnhart and Shogo Akiyama. Now, if Tucker gets it, that'll be his second one of his career. So that that's kind of interesting, and it would be nice to get it. I mean, it'd be good for Tucker because then he can say he's a gold glove winner and he's a free agent, and I don't think he's going back. But that's just me. But that's just kind of cool of uh, interesting. Uh, cool. It's interesting that the Reds could get two gold glovers, gold glovers, and hopefully one of them will uh, one of them will happen. Right, I got a question here. Let's see here. All right. I truly believe if we had an O-line, we could make, yes, we can make the playoffs. Burrow with time is a bad man. Yes, I agree with you. I mean, the interesting thing is everybody keeps getting on Bobby Hart, me included. The, but if you notice when his right guard plays halfway decent, Bobby Hart plays halfway decent. I mean, I, the, I, I'm going to throw the Ratbirds game out the window because that defense is hard for a, a really good <laughs> offensive line. But since they put Redmond back at right guard, we had the game against, um, oh man, who was it? It was before the, um, before the Ratbirds. I can't remember who we played. Um, oh yeah, Jacksonville. We won, duh. Um, and he played really well. And Bobby Hart played really well. Not great. And I'm not saying it's fixed by no mean, but that might be a step of hopefully maybe moving forward and hopefully getting a win. Because the offensive line wasn't the problem this last Sunday. I mean, it wasn't. Burrow, I think, got sacked twice. He maybe hit maybe four times. I, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. He threw for 300 yards again. We had two guys, two wide receivers with almost 100 yards each. I mean, 200 yards, over 200 yards combined for uh, T. Higgins and A.J. Green. But, you know, I, I agree. I didn't know I've said it before. And, and the thing is, We've we're winning. <laughs> this drives me up. In the fourth quarter, four out of our six games, four out of our six, we should have won at least three of them. <laughs> All right, Dennis. Let's see here. Why don't the Bengals celebrate opening day like the Cincinnati Reds do with a parade? I don't know. I they don't. Like I said, Dennis, they don't even have a Hall of Fame, dude. Like I said, when was the last time they brought back? Like I said, the '88 Super Bowl team just brought them back. You know, I mean, we had a celebration when the franchise was 50 years old, and that was cool. But you know, I don't, I don't know why the Bengals don't do that, and I, I think it would be a good, a good idea for that to happen. What's my, what's your forecast for Sunday's game? You mean the weather, <laughs> or you mean the game itself? Um, I, I don't know. It depends on if, if Baker Mayfield plays, we got a really good shot at winning. If he, if he, if he, if he does play or i mean if he doesn't play we got a good shot at winning if he does play i still think we got a shot at winning i mean because i think our, the the thing we got the, the thing that the browns killed us on last time was a run defense now i saw something i hope maybe jeremy dean or mike kyle jr's out there i cannot remember they're telling them or tell me this last night that um uh, mike daniels um will be back sooner than we think now we got Gino back, so hopefully that'll stop the run. And that's that's it. That's what the Browns killed us was the run, and that opened up the offense for everything else. So that's how the Browns beat us. If we stuffed the run, I think we got a shot. And Jordan Williams is going to get going up against Miles Garrett for the second time. So this is going to be a good test for Jonah. He didn't do 
He did okay. Not that great against Miles Garrett. I mean, Miles Garrett is one of the best pass rushers in football. Let's see how Jonah learned from his first game, first experience against him. I think Jonah's going to get him. And I think he, I think he's going to, I got a good feeling about this. I just, I, they're so, I got to keep saying, they're so close. If they can ever put a game together, you know, where offense works, defense works, they all play like they can actually, because we've seen them play good. You know, we've seen them play good. We know it can happen. I'm not saying great, but they play good enough to win games. And if they could put the whole thing together, then, you know, okay, let's see here. Dallas, hey, you're you're new to the show. At least I've at least I've never seen your name before, but welcome. Uh, let's see here. How do you think we would do against the Browns, or will the defense show up, or will the offense go off? Dude, I think the offense is definitely going to go off. Like I said, because of what I was just saying, I think Jonah Williams is really going. He, he's going to have studied Miles Garrett, and I think that's going to really help him shut that side down. Now, hopefully, Redmond and Hart will shut the right side down. And the key is the key for the Bengals offense all the time is is I'm gonna say Corey Dillon is Mixon. You gotta get Joe Mixon going. You get Joe Mixon going, that opens everything else up. Let's see here. Mike Daniels just got off IR. So he should, okay, so he should be back for this game. I, I know my guys were telling me that last night, and I could not remember offhand if he's back for this game or not, but I know he's off IR. So that's a good thing. So if we got so the cool thing is what I've been waiting, we're not gonna see D, DJ Reader. But what I was so excited about was seeing the DJ Reader, Gino, and Mike Daniels in that rotation, you know, keeping a fresh guy out there to shut the rundown. If Daniels is there and Gino's there, we got a good shot of shutting this run, this run, uh, run game down of the Browns. Now, the run name is pretty good. And I think Chubb is hurt too. So I don't know if he's going to play or not. Three of our losses have been by a total of 12 points. We definitely have, yes, we definitely have a shot. That's, that's where, you know, I've said this. I know Zach has been getting a lot of stuff, you know, from the players, the media and everything, but we're close. I mean, we're so close. I hate, I hate saying that, but it's the facts. Those are the facts. We are close to winning games and there's a lot of games we should have won, but you also have to look at this way. We're a young team and a young head coach. So that comes with the territory, unfortunately. All right, let's see here. Uh, Brandon. Brandon, do you think the numerous Bengals single-digit losses are at the fault of the players or the coaching staff in terms of play calling? Um, I haven't had a lot of problems with Zach's play calling. I have had problems with Amaruto's play calling. That to me, his play calling is the reason we lost the game against the Colts. Because I said this, we said this on our, our Bengals uh, Bengals Nation show Monday. Me, Jeremy, and Mike were talking about this. That there was, I think it's on the same drive. And I think it was the one that they went down and scored. But I know they had a third and nine, a third and seven, a third and eight. First and second down, we got pressure on Phillip and they couldn't do anything, you know. Third down, we backed off. He played zone, and every time they go right across the middle, wide receiver, it didn't matter, wide receiver, tight end, running back, right across the middle, and they were either already beyond the sticks or a yard from it. And the Bengals defenders were five yards away. There was nobody around them. That drove me nuts. And that's the play calling that I'm irritated with is from this defense, from what I've seen this year, when we lay back and we play zone and we're not aggressive, we give up huge plays, big chunk plays. And that's where I think that's the play calling as far as last week's game goes that needs to change. And I've been saying it all year. I don't know why, but I mean, that's the Bengals. I mean, Marvin Lewis would do it, you know, and, and the defense coordinator, Mike Zimmer would do it sometimes. And I love Zim. He was a very aggressive guy, but some, sometimes he'd back off like, why are you backing off? Go get him. So, it, it, I mean, I answer your question. It's all of it combined. I mean, like I said, Monday show, it's it's like we're trying to plug holes in a dam. You know, we plug this hole, then this one leaks, then this leaks, then this leaks. I mean, it's it's always something, you know. For Like I said, the week before against the Ravens, 
It was our offense it was terrible. Last week, it was our defense. You know, it's, it's, and it's been a lot of games has just been a play here or there. And a lot of NFL games are decided by, you know, two or three plays at the most. All right. Let's see here. Facebook user. Now, if, if you, uh, I, I can't see your name. Um, if you want to go onto the YouTube channel and you should subscribe on to sports with strawberry ice and you comment from there, it will pop up and I can see your name. Uh, unless you, you don't want me to see your name. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see here. We are very close. We could easily be four and two. Yes. I feel like we gave Marvin years. Yes. LOL. Give Zach at least until after next, but we definitely give up way too many third and longs because of lousy play calling. Yeah. I'll put it to you this way with Zach. I've said this. My my thoughts have kind of changed on it a little bit because um yeah, I'm trying to get all these things get off of there. There you go. <laughs> um at first I'm like when we're you know first two weeks, I'm like, you know what, I think Zach, you gotta give him another year and and, and stuff like that. But I'm preface it this way. If we only win, like right now, he's been here a year and a half. He's got three wins. That's not good for any team. If we go, if we get, we got to get at least six, seven wins. I would think if he doesn't get that many, and if we're picking number one, number two again, you might want to think about moving on. I mean, I know uh, somebody commented on my, uh, the YouTube channel after my shows have said this a lot, uh, the special teams coach that he would make a good, uh, head coach and for some reason i can't think of his name right now i don't know if he will be or not if we ever switch coaches my choice would be eric Bieniemy. but I, I mean honestly i hope it works out for zach i hope this i hope we start winning and go on a roll and win the next 10 games and we're 10 and 5 <laughs> you know and we go to the playoffs that would be awesome that's probably a pipe dream but that would be cool all right dallas i believe that if our offense comes out like they did against the Colts. And if they keep the foot on the pedal, as we should have against the Colts, we beat down the Browns, especially our defense can lock down the Browns offense. We've seen the Ravens and Steelers shut them down and score all over them. Yes, I agree with you. The thing is, like you said, I agree with everything you said. We have to keep the pedal down. You can't let up. And that's one thing that, Joe Burrow has said, T. Higgins said it. He goes, T. Higgins said it after the game, he goes, we let up. You know, we started scoring, 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 and then we stopped. And that's where good teams don't stop. You keep going. You, The game ain't over. You know, just could you score 21 points in the first quarter don't mean anything because there's three other quarters left. And that, does, that doesn't mean the defense like, oh, we can just relax. We'll play zone the whole time. No, 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 no. <laughs> Go get them. Be aggressive. Go get the ball. And give it back to your offense. And offense, go score. And that's the other thing. I've said this. Everything we complained about the week before about the offense happened in this game against Colts. We scored three times in the red zone. We ran the ball all three times. So our running game was going. We had a 67-yard bomb to T. Higgins. We had another long pass to Boyd. And then if A.J. Green, like he said, if he goes up and catches that long pass, that would have been three of them. So And the offensive line played good. You know, Joe didn't get, he got sacked twice. He didn't get hit. I mean, everything that we were complaining about that we wanted to see from the offense, we saw. <laughs> now, this week, Bengals, if you're listening, I'm complaining about your third down. You need to be as aggressive on third down as you are on first down. If you get pressure on any quarterback, they'll, they'll crack. Look at Tom Brady. Look at the the undefeated season. Look at the Giants, how they beat him. That's how they beat him. They put pressure on him. you got to get pressure on that quarterback. Okay, sorry. Get a little little excited. Dennis, I think there's a couple people in the Bengals, players, not buying into Zach Taylor or one player you have to get rid of them. That's why, that's what best for the team. You leave them there. There'll be a cancer. Yeah. Well, we had that. I agree with you, but I think we had that last year too with with a uh, Corey Glenn. You know, we had that whole incident with him getting in the fight with Jim Turner 
or whatever, whatever happened, you know, and they suspended him for a game. Well, after that, he came back in the fold and he played. And that's kind of where I think we're at. It, th these guys that are complaining are Marvin's guys, you know? So and their playing time isn't where the ticket should be. And so it's, they're here. I, I don't think the Bengals can afford to get rid of them yet. If they could, they would. But they just need to play to their ability because they're getting paid pretty good money. Gino's, I, mean, I love, I love, don't get me wrong. I love Gino. I love Carlos. I really don't want them going anywhere. I want them to play like they played in the past. So, all right, Brandon here. What do you got? <clears throat> Excuse me. Brandon, I agree with you 100% on play calling. For years, we've always had to deal with this. It's always something mentally, and it's frustrating. Yeah, I, and the crazy thing is it's, you know, different coaching staff, and it's still <laughs> kind of the same thing. But hopefully, Zach is he's sticking with what he knows. I mean, he, he keeps saying we can't press the panic button, which he's right. You can't, and he's said this before, you can't coach differently because things aren't going right. You have to coach, and I'll, I'll put it to you this, you have to coach smartly, you know, and one thing, uh, and I'll talk about the Ratbirds, which I can't stand, but against the Bengals, they blitzed you until you proved to them that you could stop them. That's what the Bengals need to do on offense and defense. You find something that works, you keep going to that until they prove to you that they can, they can stop you. You don't stop yourself. You keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, <laughs> you know? And if they beat you one time, fine. But if they you stopped them seven other times and they beat you once, I'll take that. All right, Dallas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, our defense. They play way too much zone defense, especially on third down. Good elite defenses blitz. And that, that rushes the QB to make throws and usually makes makes them miss. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, it's not even – it's not even – it is blitzing, but when you only rush three guys, you can rush four. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. What's the point of rushing three guys? And the Bengals did that a lot. That's, the, that's really the one that irritated me a lot, was rushing three guys. My boy, Jeremy Dean, what up? All right. If we win – Four or five games, Mike Brown keeps Taylor. You know my answer. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. I, I don't know. I it, it I'm just telling you from what I've heard, they they need this team to win and they need the city to get excited about it. I know Mike Brown's track record. I, I know that. <laughs> and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying, look at what they did in the offseason that they've never done before. There's a reason for that. And the reason is they want to get the stadium updated. I keep seeing it updated. It just maintained, basically, for what I've been told. But either way, they got to get a win. I mean, <clears throat> either way it goes. You, you cannot. I mean, all right. If David Shula has more wins than you do, as far as being a Bengals head coach in your first year and a half, that's 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 not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. David Shula was one of the worst coaches in NFL history. And yeah, we kept him way too long. But also that was Mike Brown's first coaching hire. And remember Mike Brown had Boomer and then drafted David Klingler. And ugh. anyway, <laughs> all of that was very, very bad times for the Bengals. But like I've said, since Marvelous got here and the revolving door of making former Bengals coaches or former Bengals players a head coach changed stuff changed for this organization. So it's not as bad as it, it's not even close to as bad as it was the nineties. So I, I agree with Jeremy, but I also think there's a, like I said, there's a reason that they did what they did in the off season besides wanting to win, you know? So we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Dallas, especially against arguably the least, yes, the least mobile quarterback in the league. 
I would have blitzed a lot more. But then again, our quarterbacks were struggling out there, but maybe more pressure would have. Yeah, pressure breaks pipes. I, I said that on um, our Bengals show we did Friday before the Bengals game. So like tomorrow we'll, we'll be doing the Bengals Nation and Strawberry Ice uh, uh, pregame show, which it's a day before, but it's kind of a preview show, whatever. But I said that last Friday that Old Man Rivers can't move. <laughs> he can't. And that's what the Browns did. Browns got a ton of pressure on him, and he threw the ball all over the place. He couldn't move. And when the Bengals got pressure on him, which wasn't very often, he threw it all over the place. You know, it, it wasn't good. It was better for the Bengals. That's why I did not understand why you only rushed three and you dropped seven or whatever it is. It, it doesn't. It, I'm yelling at the TV and I kind of wish Lou could have heard me. That would have helped. <laughs> would have helped me anyway. Uh, oops. All right. This one's first. Okay. What do you personally think has kept Zach in the jungle this long? Um. Well, last year we completely sucked and. It was they weren't gonna fire him after his first year. Um, and I said this before last year when he got hired, I think he hired like three weeks before the combine. So he's rushing around trying to get his coaches, rushing around trying to figure out who they're gonna draft and all this stuff. So I think it was a messed up offseason. And honestly, he had a messed up offseason this year too with the pandemic, which isn't a reason for or isn't an excuse, but it's just the truth of what's happened for Zach. But I do think. I really do. I really do think if he only wins three games, I think he's gone. Crown Apple Kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. UC will beat SMU this weekend for sure. And for all you Ohio State fans, there's one in particular I'm talking to. You know who you are. Your team is actually playing football this weekend. Yay! But the weird thing is, uh, Jeremy was telling me this, that. The Big Ten and all their wisdom, you know, the wisdom of not beginning the season when everybody else did, has decided if you, if a player gets a positive uh, COVID test, which doesn't necessarily mean you're sick, just a positive test, you're out for two weeks. And they don't have enough time to make up games. So I'm, I said this at the beginning of the year. I'm going to say it now. I think this is the year that you expand the college playoffs just for this year. They did it in the NHL. They let 25 teams in. They did it in baseball. They let 16 teams in. They did it in the NBA. They had the, the playoff play-in round or whatever it was. College football, they, they're going to do this because you have teams, say University of Cincinnati goes undefeated and say Ohio State uh, goes like, I don't know, four and Four and four. We'll just say four and four, which I don't think they're going to go four and four. But the, but the four games they lost, they had lots of COVID test testing players, and you know they couldn't they couldn't play their best players, so it, they ended up losing. So, are you going to hold out a four and four Ohio State team, which gives you lots of money and lots of viewership, over a, U, a a UC team, or or are you going to expand the playoffs and let them all in, which is what I think is going to happen this year. I think it has to happen. Because you you can't, there's no way they're not going to let a Big Ten team in. They're they're just not. They're going to let a Big Ten team in. <laughs> they're going to let a Pac-12 team. Well, maybe Pac-12. SEC is definitely getting an ACC, but Big Ten is. They're going to get. They're going to let them in. That's going to happen. So, anyway, all right, Jeremy. Here you go. You're. What are you saying here? Three weeks, twenty-one days for any positive test. Only freaking division to do that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It is ridiculous. And but that's what I'm saying. That's going to happen to some Big Ten team. Somebody is going to test positive. They're going to, you know, and they're going to have to do that. And hopefully for these Big Ten teams, hopefully it's not one of your star players. You know, I mean, just say, just think of Fields, the quarterback for Ohio State. What if he gets it? <laughs> that's not good. That's not good at all. So, all right, Dallas. Oh, Jerry, I think you're gonna like Dallas. Ohio State isn't losing anything. Well, if you don't have your best players, you might lose a game, <laughs> no matter how good you are. But I'm just saying, that's where I think this is the year to expand the playoff. Like I said, I'm not saying that because I'm a Bearcat fan. I mean, I'm saying it in general. 
this is the year to do it. They've expanded every other playoffs. Why wouldn't they expand the college playoffs? All right, let me go back up here to Dennis. Okay, do you remember when the Bengals almost beat the Steelers in a playoff? Yeah, and they, with A.J. McCarron, yeah. I, why are you bringing up bad memories for me, Dennis? I thought he was supposed to be the future for the Bengals, and they got rid of him. Um, everybody who, no offense, Dennis, but everybody who thought A.J. McCarron was the future for the Bengals, they, they never watched A.J. McCarron actually play. I mean, because A.J. McCarron played, but he didn't win any games for us. He maintained the game. We maintained the team, and we had a really good defense that year. That's how he won. Because trust me, I had I had a whole bunch of people work like, oh, A.J. McCarron's going to going to take over for Andy Dalton. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm like, A.J. McCarron was a good backup. That's what he was. He's He's a backup. So anyway, all right, let's see here. What about us Buckeyes and Bearcats fans? LOL. Born and raised in Cincinnati. Yeah. I hey Brandon, I'm I'm a, I'm a Buckeye fan, but my team's UC. I went to college there. So UC first, then it's Ohio State. But I do root for Ohio State. So and Jeremy. Dallas, you, you Dallas, I think Jeremy's got a man crush on you now, buddy. <laughs> Dallas, you're my favorite LOL. Jeremy, I thought I was your favorite. What the? Just drop me all quick, all, all of a sudden. Okay, we got five star stars down to the fourth string. Throwback to 2015, won the national championship with a third string. Cardinal Jones, yeah, you did. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. It, I'm just saying, dude, it could happen. And I, I'm not saying I, I didn't even say Ohio State. Well, I mean, I did, but I'm just saying some, some. And, it's going to happen to some Big Ten team. They're going to lose a game they're not supposed to, or, or they're going to have COVID testing or something. You know, uh, Dennis, AJ had a sweet deep ball. I'll take your word for it, Dennis. I don't remember that. But, yeah, I mean, AJ McCarron was here to be a backup, and that's that's what he was. I mean, it, and this is one thing I said to the guy who at work who kept telling me that AJ is going to take over. If AJ was so good, why and he left? Why was he only a backup? I don't even know if he's even in football anymore. So, Dennis, love you, buddy. Love all the comments, but yeah, AJ McCarron was just a backup, backup quarterback. That's all he was. Okay, we got some Cyclones news here. Now, I know maybe not all of you are hockey fans, but this is interesting. The Cincinnati Cyclones have extended their affiliation agreement to be the ECHL affiliate of the Buffalo Sabers of the NHL. So that's cool, but. Got a question for if anybody, yeah, you guys are hockey fans out there. I've never understood this. Why the Cyclones are the affiliate of the Buffalo Sabres? Why are they not the affiliate of the Columbus Blue Jackets? Because Columbus Blue Jackets are NHL. The Cleveland Monsters are AHL. That's their AHL affiliate. ECHL should be Cincinnati. Don't know. Never made any sense to me. All right, Dennis. Excuse me. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Maybe the Bengals need a new passing coach because and LSU, when they got a new passing coach, Joe Burrow was awesome. I'm just saying maybe Joe needs a new. Dennis, I'm confused by this because the man has broke rookie records this year. He's thrown four 300-yard game, passing games. I think Joe Burrow's passing game is fine. <laughs> I, I don't think he needs – and whatever Zach Taylor is doing with Joe Burrow and Bill Callahan is doing with Joe, Joe Burrow is working. Joe Burrow is playing, excuse me, Joe freaking Burrow is playing great. Joe freaking Burrow should be the rookie of the year in the NFL. Like I said, Joe freaking Burrow has four 300-yard passing games. There's nothing to complain about Joe Burrow. So I, I'm not getting mad at you, Dennis. I'm not mad. I'm just, I don't understand what, what you're trying to get at, you know? Uh, all right, Dallas, what up? Talk with you guys on Sunday, who day? Jeremy, we stick together. Hey, all right, Dallas, I'll see you, brother. All right. And we have a special guest. Speaking of the man himself, it is my boy, Jeremy Dane. What's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, man? Just got off work talking about my Buckeyes, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. just Rambling I I, on. I thought I'd try to get get something little get you in there. <laughs> so what's up? 
Can't handle it, man. Uh, you're completely right. The only yeah. division in all of college football, 21 days. Right. God, God forbid Justin Fields gets it. That That's three weeks. That's a month pretty much uh, for the Buckeyes. Right. It, it's – it it it's 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 horrible. It's horrible. It's, we should have been playing weeks ago. Yes. We should not have three weeks worth of waiting for a one player. It it's just I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And now we can't make up any games. There right. is no games to make up. There's no way one room. game. Right. Yep. One game we miss. Even if we win, win out, and we will. Right. We're going to go right. undefeated, no doubt. Right. Y'all are going to see that Saturday. Right. Right. Um, it's Nebraska. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't it, understand. It makes, I mean, the whole thing, it never made any sense to me in the first place to not try and play because all other, I know they're college, but they're still playing a game and they're playing outside. You know, most, except for Syracuse, most college football stadiums are outside. Even the one in Minnesota is outside. And that, you know, that exactly. was the thing. You know, you don't want to do it inside because, you know, it's closed quarters. It's outside. <laughs> so I didn't, and no. then the thing is, Ohio, or I won't say Ohio, Big Ten thought they'd do it, then everybody else would do it. And we're not, we're not SEC fans. I mean, I like Joe Burrow and I was rooting for him in the championship game. I know you weren't, but I was. Anyway, but I told my wife this. I think I told you the SEC is not going to drop football. They're not, they're going to play football. I mean, so the Big Ten and the Pac 12 screwed up. And now they screwed up even more. Oh, yeah, they're coming back, but for eight games. But then, you, <laughs> what if something something happens? What well, you know? I don't know. And and the SEC's so lax a days ago. I mean, you know, it's so much more chill down here. And you know, being in Alabama, I I don't like Alabama. I don't want Alabama to win. I don't want them to. I don't want them to look good. I love that old Miss game. I love watching it, even though I knew Alabama would pull it out. I loved watching old Miss take them to the wire and putting up forty-two points on them. Nothing mm -hmm. better in the world. Going back to A.J. McCarron, I watched yeah. that guy play his whole career. No, yeah. he was not. No. You could yeah. put him with Neil O'Donnell, Paul Justin, Achilles. I, I, we, we could go on for days about that. So we'll move on past Alabama. Yeah. They don't deserve to be talked about. Well, and the, thing, the other thing Dennis said, that I wish I didn't. And I'm not trying to – Dennis, I'm not trying to rip you because, I mean, I Dennis, I got upset with him. He blew my – <laughs> blew my Facebook page up, but I'm not upset. I'm just curious. What do you mean they need a, a new passing coordinator or whatever with the, with the Bengals? Because LSU got a passing coordinator. I mean, he said four 300 yard games. Joe Burrow is not the problem. <laughs> like, no, I don't understand the comment. So, uh, well, actually, Dennis, let's see here. Hold on. Okay, here you go. This is what Dennis is saying. I'm just saying he should be a lot better. Number one pick when you're going to pass you got the passing coach from new orleans to come to lsu he looked like a different person so you're you thinking joe burrow isn't playing that good i i don't i, I don't do you get that i, I don't get that yeah I'm, get I'm, lost. I'm, I'm lost dennis i love you brother you part of the show man you're on here all the yeah. time I, I love you to death but i don't right. I, I, don't, I don't yeah i don't get that because <laughs> yeah. like i said i'll say it again He's had four 300-yard passing games. Let's see here, Dennis. And, he, uh, I can, you know, we're, ahead, and we're also looking at five or six extra touchdowns that crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dennis got another comment. Let's see here. Ladies going to take Joe Ball two years because they took two years for him to be so great at LSU. Maybe take him next year by the time that I have no clue what you're trying to say there, Dennis. I have no clue. <laughs> I, I have no, I have no clue. All right. Uh, Keith, Joe Burrow is playing very good. No doubt about it. Yes. Now I want to get this one. I know you're not a hockey guy, but I, I got a hockey question here. Brandon, oh. uh, with the Cyclones, it might have something to do with the money or where the market is for decent talent growth. Awful teams in the NHL tend to have great, AHL and ECHL affiliates. Huh. Well, I mean, I know the the Monsters won the AHL Calder Cup, I think it is, a couple years ago. And that's where Zach 
Rensky and all these guys came from. So, oh boy, you're you're not gonna like this one, Jeremy. You're not gonna like this. Oh one boy, well. you see that? You switch your eyes in there. Hey, crown. Hey, crown. <laughs> we we're done, bro. We're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> I'm kidding, buddy. Hey, roll tide, man. Whatever. You know, I live in Alabama. I've lived here 15 years now. You know, more, at tw- almost 20. So, yeah, I, yeah, you're you're good, dude. I mean, if, if you want to, uh, you know, be a SEC monster house follower, that's cool. You know, because I'm a Big Ten monster house follower, so I can't talk nothing. Uh, last time we played, I AAC. I think what the about, Buckeyes what won. About, what, but, about the, what about the AAC? I mean, come on. Uh, all right well on that note my wife is telling me it's time to eat and time to end the show (laughs) hey jen if you will give me one second i I did want to bring up something that's why i jumped on here go for it what's up buddy i I just mentioned and i'm sure everybody watching that's going to watch same thing you know what do we do if zach taylor wins four or five games because the reason why i asked that question is we're playing the NFC East this year. They are the worst division in football. NFC we least. tied. Mm-hmm. We tied one. Mm-hmm. Their leader is two. Has won two games. Is that Dallas? Won two games. Three yeah, games. Two games. Yeah, they're two and four. Two games, leading the NFC East. So I can see us beating the Browns. I don't know about make, uh, Baker Mayfield. Maybe we'll know a little bit more about that tomorrow yeah, night. Crack ribs is all I know. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I don't even know if he's practiced this, this week. Yeah. So what I was getting at is what do the viewers think we're playing? We've got a pretty easy schedule. So if we pull five, six wins out of this season, is that enough to keep Zach Taylor here? For me, it's not because of our schedule. But to Mike Brown, what do you guys think? That's what I that I, we'll take that over to Bengals Nation or keep commenting on here once the show's over on uh, on Jeff's YouTube channel here and uh, we'll, we'll pick up on it tomorrow. There you go. All right, Crown Apple Kids. Uh, he doesn't like them, meaning the Tide, because he said Roll Tide, LOL. So he doesn't like the Tide. You, you're back on the good list, man. You're getting Christmas <laughs> presents this year. Exactly. All right, one more, and then I'm gonna jump on out of here. How about the Bearcats football team Saturday night? Big victory ahead. Yes, sir. Now, see, I got – it's going to be a good a good uh, football s- uh, Saturday for me because you got Ohio State and Nebraska Saturday at noon. And then 9 o'clock, which you can even watch, Jeremy, it'll be on ESPN2. So we'll the Bearcats are in prime time, and hopefully they won't lay an egg. Hopefully we'll play good. Yeah. That's Definitely. All right, brother. Well, uh, thanks for joining, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bengals Nation. All right, guys, I'm going to get to my Facebook groups here that I help run. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, and Cyclones Country. And if you could do me a favor, follow me on all my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. Now, I will be putting the show on the podcast later on today or tonight. Uh, If you watch it or watch it, listen to it, give me a five-star review and rate and subscribe that'd be great youtubers like i said we're doing awesome we're up to 667 subscribers so if you guys are watching the show on Bengals nation or bearcats country or wherever you're watching it from go to my youtube channel if you don't mind and click on subscribe to sports with strawberry ice and every time i go live or if i do a video like i did yesterday sometimes i do two cent rants you know whatever and i i like to do videos if i could ever go to a day on sporting event again <laughs> do a video from there and do some stuff and kind of fun videos, but I haven't been able to do that because, uh, uh, yeah, you know, COVID, they won't let us. All right, let's see here. A couple more questions. I got to get out of here. SMU is favored by two. Yeah, no, it's because it's a home game. That's why SMU is favored. I mean, I, I really do think the Bearcats should win this. Um, D, uh, Ritter has got to get the deep ball going. He's missed way too many of those this year. Uh, Brandon. Uh, six at most, any less than that, fire him. Yeah, and I, I really do. I, I mean, Jeremy said this at the beginning of the year, six and ten. I, I think we got a shot at going six and ten. All right, Keith, last one tonight. I go here. Uh, the games have been close other than the Ravens game. Yeah, they just need to win back-to-back games and get this rolling in the right direction. Yeah, exactly, Keith. And, uh, dude, I, 
I tell you, not your regular viewer. I, I, I thought we were up twenty-one nothing. I'm like, dude, we're gonna win this game. Cool. It's gonna start rolling. It's gonna start happening. And it didn't because we played zone. So anyway, make sure you guys watch the show tomorrow. We're gonna be uh, Jeremy will be on. Mike will be on. We'll be doing a preview of the Bengals Browns game. And always remember, if it's Brown, flush it down. So check that out tomorrow. Um, like I said, it'll be on Bengals Nation. Um, sorry, clicking on the wrong thing here. It'll be on Bengals Nation, and I'll also put it on Bearcat Country. And like I said, if you guys want your names to pop up, go to the YouTube channel, click there to subscribe, and it'll pop up. And other than that, I will see you guys tomorrow. And that's your sports, baby. See ya!